just something about the bubble in Edmonton that fits the Golden Knights. In fact, it might be Alberta as a whole. As the Golden Knights finished up the pre-pause schedule with a sweep of Calgary and Edmonton and have uh, returned with the 2020 Stanley Cup playoffs with a perfect 4-0 start. Kicking off their opening round series with a 4-1 victory over the Chicago Blackhawks in which they scored two goals in the second and two more in the third period to put it away and walk off with that victory. Darren Millard along with Mike McKenna. This is the BGK Daily Podcast. We'll wrap up uh, that victory and give you a little bit of look ahead to what we might expect in game two tomorrow afternoon. It's going to be a, an early one. But Mike, uh, your takeaway from what was a uh, not uh, mundane, but a very workmanlike performance by Vegas. I wouldn't call it the most exciting game we've ever seen. Without question, I'm sure Vegas is happy to come out of that 4-1 to one on the victory, but it took a little while for them to get going. They kind of backed into last night's affair where they were feeling out the, the Blackhawks. Both teams were you know, a little slow to start, and it almost seemed like the Golden Knights at times were looking for something better. They were trying to find lanes that maybe weren't there as opposed to just going up and down the ice. And it took the second period to really get things ramped up to where you finally got a little bit of emotion. But Jonathan, there, was, there was no nastiness in the game. No, aside from Marsha So and Taves getting into it by the bench, that was about it. I mean, but the only real... I mean, not even nastiness. The only physicality you saw came out of the fourth line for the Golden Knights. And to me, that was a big turning point for the game. Will Carrier's goal was was preceded by a couple of really good shifts with them with some big hits uh, and some zone time and some forecheck. And that seemed to wake the bench up and, and get everybody going on the Golden Knights. It uh, felt like it was... Uh in control by the Golden Knights, even though it was a close game uh, throughout. But when you look at the the numbers at the end, it's certainly tilted in the Golden Knights' favor. Yeah, and the depth of the Golden Knights was really on display. The first and second lines lined up very well against Chicago's. Outplayed them all night. Um, Stone, Pacioretty, Carlson weren't rewarded with goals this evening, but they were the better of the first lines without question. Uh, the fourth line again for the Golden Knights was outstanding. A second line with Riley Smith and Marcia. So uh, teaming for five points combined and, and Paul Stastny, the hard luck, zero points, even though he contributed quite a bit. Um, it just felt like, again, the Golden Knights were in control. It took a little while to get across that bridge to really make it happen, though, and drag themselves into the fight. And uh, I know Riley Smith credited, again, fourth line. That was a big reason for it. Well, we're still waiting for the emotion to come into this series and for really to become uh, a Stanley Cup playoff type environment. Maybe the, the lack of fans is part of that or just transitioning from a round robin scenario for Vegas and going into a playoff uh, situation with an elimination uh, factor in a best of seven series. But there's no doubt that the Golden Knights were able to play physical and that translated into good scoring chances. Here is Will Carrier, who scored again, now has two in the uh, Phase four, this return to play in the, in Edmonton. Riley Smith with a pair in the third period. Jonathan Marcheseau fed him with a great one. And you'll also hear from Pete DeBoer. Here's Reeves out of the net. Slings it in front. They score! William Carrier set up by Reeves from the left side. Carrier crashing the net. Jams it home. 2-0 Golden Knights with 10-21 to go in the second period. I think our line played uh, pretty well. Um, 
you know, we got in the first trick early, got a couple of hits, and obviously, uh, you know, we got a, we got a big goal for the team. But, uh, no, I think I, I like the way our line played tonight. We just got a better forecheck overall in the old zone, in the neutral zone. We exit really quick off for D zone as well. And uh, uh, we were just able to generate a lot of speed off the neutral zone. So we were first on puck in the old zone, and we were making good decisions. And uh, I think uh, we took over in the second period and the third period. I don't like playing, uh, like, a 5'9 guy out there. I like to play a little bigger and uh, – I uh, try to get the boys going in the second period uh, and a uh, little wrestle there with Taze. And I think after that, our game uh, turned around and we started producing offensively. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's playoff hockey. I think everybody needs to contribute uh, um, physically, and it starts with a guy like me. so sets up Smith. Backhander score! Roofed it! Riley Smith with his second goal of the period. Knights on top, 4-1, to one, with 11.46 to go in the third. Another Marcia Soda Smith connection. I think we did a better job uh, controlling the puck in the offensive zone in the, in the second period and on. Um, you know, they're a rush team, and we don't want to get into a track meet with them. So once we can get them to stop in the D zone, um, we control the game a little bit more. And I think our... Um, I think uh, Roy's line did a great job being able to really put pressure on them and let us build off that. But I think it all came from offensive zone time and, and holding on to the puck behind their net. I thought uh, it was a little bit of a feeling out game uh, for us. I thought we did some things really well, some things we got to clean up. Uh, we found a way to win. I thought we got better as the game went on. And, uh, you know, it's nice to get the, the first one, I think, uh, um, you know, we had that big emotional win against Colorado and, uh, you know, coming into this game, I wasn't sure uh, what to expect, but uh, I thought we, we worked ourselves into it. I think it was a typical first game of the playoff where you got two teams kind of feeling each other out. And I, I like the fact that we got better as the game went on, uh, you know, getting the first two goals were obviously uh, critical too. And stopping 19 of 20 was Robin Leonard, who is now 6-0, and Mike, as a Vegas school tonight and got the start over Marc-Andre Fleury and was very good. Well, I loved Robin's game tonight. He was completely in control, no rebounds. I can't think of a second opportunity that either he didn't swallow up or he got help from his teammates. The Golden Knights were very good in front of their net, and that was a key component, thinking about last night's game, that they had to be good about. And going forward in the series, Chicago tips a lot of pucks. We didn't see that tonight, or last night. I apologize. The team was, was very good and diligent in front, and Rob and benefited from that because he was able to swallow everything. And when it came time for him to make the big save on some of those turnovers that the Golden Knights gave up, a lot, you know, only the shots against were mostly self-inflicted by the Golden Knights. Think about the save in the second period on Patrick Kane on something of an odd man rush where Robin Leonard digs into the memory bank of a former teammate and thinks, I think he's going five hole here, shuts it down, makes that save. That was at a critical juncture. It was two to one Golden Knights at that moment when he made that save. If it's two, two, maybe it's a different game. Uh, but to me, that was a, a critical moment for last night's affair and a huge save from Leonard. Yeah, he talked about it afterwards last night, the game of cat and mouse with his former teammates. I think I'm foremost a reading goalie. Um, I, uh, I know a lot of your tendencies. I know what they're trying to do on a power play and et cetera. But, uh, you know, it becomes a little bit of a reverse psychology. I, I knew that uh, they know and uh, they were going to mix it up a little bit on me. And they, uh, on all the 
really in tight chances today to try to go five holes. So um, I kind of anticipated that for the game. And next game, they're probably going to try something else. His puck touches were good. Uh, he helped our breakout uh, when he got the puck. And I thought he, uh, he was real solid. You know, I didn't think he could do anything on the one that got by him. And he made a couple big saves uh, at key moments in that game when we were up 2-1. They had a couple chances that, you know, might have swung the momentum back towards uh, their way a little bit. And, and he made some a couple big saves at the right, right time. So I thought he was just solid. Perhaps the, the most stressful point of the game for Robin Leonard and then subsequently uh, the coaching staff was when the blade came out of his skate on a couple of occasions during that middle stanza. And I, I don't know whether I've ever seen it come out twice. I've certainly never seen a player be able to stand up on his tuck the way he did. Uh, but that was a, it was a bizarre situation and could have, could have been nasty. Oh, for a lot of ways. I mean, the referees are not supposed to blow the whistle until your team gains possession of the puck. So there was an extended period that Robin Leonard was doing the freestyle in his crease, trying to find his footing before he eventually did, which I don't know how he did that. Yeah. Bare carbon fiber that is the bottom of his blade on the ice is like a slip and slide. You can't find grip. I don't know how he had the presence of mind to dig the toe of his skate in to the ice and at least get some grip and be able to move. Uh, eventually a shot comes and he, <laughs> he goes into a, a full two pad stack on the post doing anything he can. He didn't have to make a save on it. But man, what a, what a nightmare for the equipment staff too, where your goaltender's on the ice with no blade. It comes out once, you think you get it fixed. And then it comes out all over yeah. again. I mean, Chris Davidson Adams was just, I'm sure, in a mental pretzel thinking, what do I have to do to fix this? He managed to, uh, and they alleviated the situation. But He changed skates during the second intermission? That's what like. uh, yeah, it sounded like that was the case. And Robin Leonard loves old skates. He doesn't buy new equipment. He'll change equipment whenever, but uh, you know, he'll wear skates for three, four years at a time. So it's a tough scenario to try to convince somebody to switch it, but if your equipment fails, you have to do it. You have no other way around it, and he battled through it. Uh, he's never been through that, uh, speaking about uh, what that adventure was like, and his coach uh, uh, hinted very strongly as well that uh, maybe Robin will stick with the uh, the skates that he wore in the third period. Here's Robin and Pete. I was pretty frustrated. Uh, um, it's the first time that's ever happened to me, so... You know, it's, I've had those skates for a while and I've had changed them. And, um, yeah, uh, we kind of get into it. And I didn't really know what happened there at first. Uh, but you had to battle through it. And, I mean, the rule is when we have possession, they can blow it. And it's kind of tough for a goalie with one skate. I mean, I, I've seen guys lose their skate blades before, but not, not goalies and sure not twice. Um, you know, I just found out after the game, I think those skates are four years old, so he's got to take some responsibility for that. I think I think that, uh, you know, between our sponsorship agreement and our ownership, I'm sure he's had multiple opportunities to change out his skates for, for whatever reason he, he fell in love with this pair. And so, uh, you know, they, it sounds like they just wore out. <laughs> so we'll have to get that fixed. A coach says, player does. Yeah, that, that'll be the story moving forward here. This is what you will be doing from yeah. here on out. You are going to wear your new skates. We have great ownership. We can get you those. The equipment yeah. managers, they're ready to make this happen. <laughs> 
let's all put our heads together and put the new skates on. <laughs> hey, uh, part, of, part of this victory over the uh, Chicago Blackhawks was uh, Max Pacioretty's return and uh, played just over 18 minutes, uh, four shots on, shots on goal. What do you think? He looked good, and he looked like he was finding his, his footing at times. I, I felt that his... His stick work, his puck touches, to me, they looked just like they always do for him. Uh, it's finding your legs. It's getting your cardio uh, in between periods. He said that he felt like it was his first game in five months. Yeah. You know, he, I know that feeling. Your lungs are burning. You're, you're trying to just get back into game shape. But you don't forget how to, how to get shots on net. You don't, have, you don't forget how to get open. You don't forget how to work to space for your teammates. And when you're playing with Mark Stone and Will Carson, they are going to find you. And I would expect his game to just continue to keep going. And the Golden Knights only had two power play chances tonight, too. So he didn't really have a chance to really factor into that as much as you'll see if they have more. Um, but I'm sure he will going forward. If you could uh, give one thing where Vegas wants to just up the volume a little bit, what would it be going into game two tomorrow? Well, they've got to be better managing the puck in their, when they're in transition at times. They did it for the second half of the game. You cannot give your opponent any chance to have life in playoffs. And for my liking, they gave the Blackhawks the opportunity to stay in the game for far too long. Uh, you'd like to see, even if the scoreboard doesn't reflect it, you want to control the pace of play and you want to make sure that you're not giving them life by making those little turnovers that they can come right back at you with because Chicago is such a good team on the rush. They have skill on their top two lines that they will make you pay if you turn the puck over. So you've got to manage it better. And it's something the Golden Knights did well. They cleaned it up by the third period. You just want to see it like that for the whole game. Will Carrier with the game-winning goal. Riley Smith, the insurance in the third period. 10-1, the goals for and against in the third period since uh, the Vegas Golden Knights arrived in Edmonton through the round robin and this opening game against the Chicago Blackhawks. And it's been a perfect start, 4-0. When you go back to that round robin, the most important part is it's a 1-0 series lead against the Chicago Blackhawks in this first round series. And they will play game two tomorrow night, a brand new VGK Daily to tee that one up for you tomorrow. On behalf of Mike McKenna, I'm Darren Millard. Thanks for listening. Stay safe.